0: Welcome to the Seahawks Man to Man podcast. My name is Michael Sean Dugar. I'm here with my co-host Christopher Kidd. You can follow us both up on the tweet machine. Mine's Mike Dugar. I mean, that's easy. You guys know it's got a blue check next to it. Yada yada yada. Chris talk to the people. What is up, everybody? It's your boy Christopher Kidd. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at c k i d d two zero six and that's c kid two zero six. We're gonna get Chris's blue check. We're gonna do it. I don't know who I got to talk to. I'm working on it. We're gonna get it. You and Cable Dennis, <laughs> we are going to make that happen. And and Chris, I discovered a pocket of people on the internet that I did not know existed. Do you know a pocket of people I'm referring to? Unfortunately, I I do. <laughs> I am referring to the thousands and thousands, and I am not over exaggerating here. Thousands. I found literally thousands, and I use literally correctly. Uh, there are literally thousands of wide receiver. Slash route running experts on the internet, and I have found all of them. They're all in my mentions. In the last, was it three days, four days? They're all there. They are there. Why are they there? Great question, Chris. <laughs> 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 they are there because I posted in a, a ten-second, eleven-second, twelve seconds max <laughs> video of DK Metcalf, Seahawks second-round pick, sixty-fourth uh, overall out of old Miss. I posted a video of him running a. Is this is a comeback route. Yeah, running a. T- 20, 15 and 20 yard comeback route. Me, thinking nothing of it. It was at OTA's second uh, open one they had. I think that was Wednesday. Just show up, take the video. Cause This is a little insider thing for people who are curious. When we take videos, when you see me or Greg Bell or Bob Condota, whoever, uh, take a post a video after practice, uh, we, we, we take those videos earlier in the day. We just can't post them online until after practice. So that's why, if you're curious, a flurry of videos all comes out at once. Right, at least by people who are following the rules. So I probably took the video, uh, maybe an hour and a half before I actually posted it. I took it, cropped it, said, Hey, here's the headline, uh, and tucked it in my drafts. Because right? that way I wouldn't uh forget about it. Then just dot nothing of it. Posted it later, my phone just doop doop do doop 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 doop. I'm like, Oh, yeah, the DK Metcalf stuff does numbers. Chris, I go read the comments. <laughs> oh my god, you know how Comedy Central does those roasts? They have the person sit up there and everyone just talks mess about him for like 2 hours. Weird thing to do. This was like that. Only DK didn't approve. Have you seen? you went through my mentions to see what it looks like, right? I remember when you first posted the video, I watched it, thought it was cool, retweeted, did the cool stuff. And then we did another show a little bit, few days later and you said, "Chris, it's even bigger now. I'm thinking, what do you mean it was at 100 comments? He's like, "Bro, it's at like it's at, it's at around 400 now." I go back that day when we let when you left and I started re reading comments. I said, "Oh yeah, I, I didn't know it became such a thing. You said it had over 400,000 views and it it was rolling. And it's at like 600,000 now. And that yeah, it just is just going. It's just going. And <laughs> it, bro, you see the the comments, they're bro, so if you don't know, go to my Twitter more. and look at this video. This, the, the, some of the replies have hundreds of retweets. It's yeah, it's crazy. The one who po- someone who posted the baby, turning it around, so that's the same thing. That was actually really funny, but that's yeah, kind of mean. That's, that's, that's kind of mean, too. I mean, I, I can plainly state, now that I'm watching the video a few times, it's a bad route. It is. It takes they, takes a little too long to come back to the ball, uh, but, man, I didn't think it. Somebody tweeted me that he should play linebacker or safety. Like, that's what he'll be better at. People telling me he should move to tight end. Kenny Taco, number one. <laughs> here. You're just throwing things out there. You don't even know if the man can do those things. Off of a 10-second video. And to be perfectly fair, the ball was not the best. Oh, here we go. I'm ready for this. No one really said this in my mentions. I love Chris's take on this. Okay. The route, I'll I'll start from the beginning. He's lined up. He's getting ready to explode off. He explodes. High knees. I mean, if you're a cornerback guarding him, you're thinking he's going deep. Mm Mm-hmm. You're immediately like, oh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta turn around and sprint. Yep. He yep. has you beat right there, unless you are in an elite corner and you've watched film on this kid and you know is a comeback. I think he's beating seven out of ten corners. Mm, probably not, not. Probably not like the Casey Haywards or the Patrick Peterson, Jalen pr- Ramsey's. Probably not. That's why I say seven out of ten, mm. and he's probably not going to see those guys maybe, but once a year. My point is, the route isn't as bad as it may seem, but there are things that I think he did wrong. One, his hands don't even come up. He's not chopping his hands. His hands are down by his sides. That's a clear indication of the route's ending. <laughs> uh, Yes. Or what route you're doing doesn't even matter because the defender now sees it, and he's going to explode and try to make a play. Mm-hmm. The good thing is he does come back to the ball, but the ball is thrown so poorly that when he comes back and you see the ball coming in, DK mm-hmm. is in full mode of slowing down there isn't explosion because he already exploded one two three chop 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 bang explodes and the ball is now coming back rush should have thrown the ball a second or so earlier when he snapped his head around the ball should have been there you know why he wouldn't have to come back seven yards he wouldn't have to and that will take i mean granted yes his hands are still down that's still bad but the ball would have been there mm-hmm. mike and i watched two interceptions from last year mm-hmm. two one, pick two pick sixes oh, by russell me. Two pick sixes by Russell. Mm-hmm. You know, want to know the funny thing is? They were both comebacks. Yep. One of them was all on Russ. Which one is that? You're talking about the uh the, the, the one, one against he, the Chargers against in the week, whatever week that was. When he just wasn't he didn't see the fact that I believe Desmond th- King is the corner that takes that. Yeah. Was it Desmond King or was it? I have no idea, actually. <laughs> let me go. Let me go. The check. point is Russ just ignored everything. Yes, the Chargers were in man and had the other player not jumped the route whoever i think okay it was Desmond King Desmond King was on Doug Baldwin that's correct Doug Baldwin was running a different pattern but Desmond King had watched film and he realized i've seen this play before this is something i've seen mm-hmm. and what he does is he just goes ahead and jumps it comes off of Doug comes the off throw is to David Moore the throw was the outside out route or curl route to David Moore Similar to what we're seeing with Doug It wasn't 15 it was about 9 yards mm-hmm. 9 yard out Desmond reads it and he just goes for it And jumps it and takes it to the house mm. The other one was against the Chicago Bears mm, Week 2 Monday night Prince of Mukamura. Good pronunciation on that Oh yeah I've heard his name said yeah? his name read it. Solid corner mm. Same thing He realizes oh this this is going to be a 7 yard come, curl route What happens is Chris Carson, or excuse me, Rashad Payne does not do a great job of running the route. It mm. is probably, you guys want to talk about a bad route, go watch that interception. Go to YouTube, type in Seahawks versus Chicago Bears highlights. I believe it's around the seven-minute mark, maybe? Um, I don't some, remember. Something like that. I do know, when you see this route, there's no argument how bad the route is. My man mm. literally goes seven yards and just turns around. There's no stopping on a dime, there's no explosion, and he doesn't even come back to the ball. He's actually going towards the sideline on this curl route. DK doesn't do that. DK has great explosion. Great, granted, the hands aren't chopping as they need to, but I, if I had to give it out of five stars, i give it a three and a half because I also think that Russell takes a lot of blame because that ball is so poorly thrown. And I love that you said that because no one mentioned... No, of nec- course not. I don't necessarily... I don't, I don't know how much of the fault Russell is personally, but no one did mention Russell in the... Well, I think one guy in my mentions well, mentioned Well, one guy Russell. was looking at the... Entire thing and wasn't just disappointing in DK. I mean, look at this explosion off the line of scrimmage. You're telling me if you're guarding this man, you think you know what's coming? Bruh, is unless you are one of the elite corners and you've watched film on this guy, he's gonna burn you. Let me ask you this though. Maybe okay. so even if you're not an elite guy and you see him high step and you're like, oh, he's going deep. Bruh, does thinking, does how long it takes him to turn around give you enough time to react? Well, first of all, he does a really good job of going back to the ball. Even if I can get back. I have to get around this six four frame. Mm-hmm. That's another thing people are missing, fair uh, enough, or forgetting. If it's Tyler Lockett, okay, cool. I can definitely make a play on the ball. He's a little smaller. He's a lot his, smaller. His catch radius isn't as big. I mean, I don't know what DK Metcalf's catch radius is, but I'm willing to bet it's pretty large. And if he puts his hands out and extends, there's not much you can do. And he has strong arms. It's not like it's not as if I'm gonna punch it out of his hands. Hey, good there's point. multiple things here that yeah he can still work on, but to say it's a terrible route and to have memes and... dog. It, it's, it's it's a roast session. It's not that bad. It's bad, but actually, I won't say it's bad. I say it's okay. I don't think it's a bad route. I think it's just an okay route. The explosion, I keep saying it, but I'm telling you, when you see this man on high knees, he is going full speed. That is scary. I mean, it takes him three, it takes him about four seconds to get 20 yards. <laughs> man, the men- That is moving. My mentions are still bad. Yeah, of course, but no one I think looked in depth. They just looked at Oh, he's just running straight, turning around, coming at the ball. That's terrible. Someone asked a bunch of Internet scouts to tell us why his shirtless picks warranted a top-three pick and break down how awesome it is that it takes him longer to turn around than a cruise liner. Bro, he's getting just roasted in my mentions. Well, you have to also remember, he's running a 20-yard comeback. You know how long it's going to take you to decelerate and to come back to the ball? That's another good word, decelerate. Unless you are Tyler Lockett or a speedster, Stephon Diggs, it's hard for a guy at 6-4 to lower his center of mass and come back to the ball and make a great play. Mm-hmm. There's only a maybe a handful of guys in the NFL that are of his frame that can do it. One of them is Michael Thomas. And he's not buff, he's just lean and mm. he's really quick. And he can I, if you compare these two routes side by side, Michael Thomas would kill him. But he's also Michael Thomas also one of the best in the league. There we go. I mean, I'm actually so the comparison that. there. And that brings me to something that I mean, we spent a little bit of time talking about it just now, but People, this is for anything. It's a good video, bad video. Do not overreact to videos in, like, May yeah, I mean or that's June. The, that's the other and thing. And maybe I'm overreacting by saying nah, how good c- it is. Because you're just talking about the one play. Okay, I hear A lot you. of the people in my mentions have used that as an indictment of his, like, his overall skill set. Like I said, somebody said move him to tight end. Like, dude, that's one route. <laughs> well, the good news, if you move him to tight end, no one's going to stop him. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, yeah, there is that. <laughs> but I don't see why you would do that. He's perfect at his position at wide receiver. I mean— I think he's fine. I think again, as to your point, it's in May. Yeah, and I think <laughs> this this comes to like another point that just the internet has changed things. And then if you think it's that bad, go back and watch his routes in college. His yeah. routes were not bad. Or or uh, yeah. Sh- shout out Doug uh yes. Farr, uh yes. who did a a breakdown of uh, DK's route running. And he actually put a route in there where his footwork. Is impeccable. Mm-hmm. He does a one-two, gets inside leverage, and the corner doing three sixties. And by then, if your corner, if a cornerback is doing three sixties and you're running straight, it's already over. Uh, who else did a Sam Gold that we had on Another the show? Great one. Did a great DK breakdown. So it, I mean, there's if you want a full picture, is what I'm saying. You can go do that. My tweet is not it. <laughs> Appreciate the love, but I don't have a full picture. I have ten seconds of a guy. I don't think that's enough, whether it's good or bad. I don't think if he catches some beautiful, you know, diving Odell Beckham type stuff, that means he's. The greatest thing ever, and I think that if he drops two passes in a row in practice on one day, I don't think that means he's the worst player. Ever. Yeah, you know it's. F- there are people who have put together full pictures, and Doug Farr has one. I th- I've, ah, I forget where Doug's is.
1: I swear. Uh, if uh, you type, you know if you
0: Google like Doug Farr, or DK Metcalf, you'll find it. That's and then true. Sam Golds is on the Athletic. It's Touchdown Wire USA. Oh, okay, so he's doing like a USA Today thing. Yeah, Touchdown Wire. Just That's type where in. Doug's is at. Shout, shout, Doug. He's really great with film breakdowns, which is why he ended up writing something really good on DK. Sam, the same way we've had Sam on the show. Sam's the homie. Like, there's, there's better ways to get the full picture. But yeah, the internet has changed things in this yeah. way, right? Like, imagine, like, mm, let's say even six years ago. Maybe I have it a little wrong, but let's 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 throw six years ago, right? If you wanted to see video of, you know, how Jimmy Graham or I'll pick a young guy. Paul Richardson. They draft Paul Richardson. Oh yeah. Okay. You want to see how Paul Richardson looks? You, for the most part, probably had to wait until like August, when training camp was opened. To see, and he's a little bit. He's had a little bit more time with the staff. He's had a little bit more time to be a pro. He's had time with the staff in May and June. Then he has like July to go. Like, hey man, go work on this. Come back in August with this. Right, a better understanding of playbook. And you just have everything... You have a little bit better. It's still too early to judge then, but, like, that'd be your first time. Man, with well, his videos of DK Metcalf, seven days after he got drafted, in a Seahawks uniform. And now you can make all these judgments right away, and you just have that power to just be like, yep, this is it. This is how I feel already. He sucks. This is how I feel already. He'll be great. That that changed the game. Seven years... Six years maybe too early. It probably was video of Paul Richardson at rookie camp, but you get you get what I mean. Maybe, like, when they drafted Earl. Okay. There was... How many videos are there was there at Earl at training camp? <laughs> or at uh excuse me, at OTA's in two thousand ten. What is it to see? <laughs> Not, like yeah, you had to wait until like his first preseason game or you had to get tickets to training camp if they were still doing it uh at V Mac at the time, I don't even remember. Like you have to you have to wait. There's yeah. no waiting. And yeah. you could just have the judgment right away. And you can just throw all these memes in my mentions and have me laughing for two days. But <laughs> the snap judgments is what I'm, I guess I'm getting at. And another thing is they say he only runs curls, streaks. If you're not being stopped on two routes, what does that say about you? I mean, keep running them. And what does that say about him? If he's only good at those two things and you still, whether you're in, in, well, in college and no college team could stop him, a neck injury basically took him out, mm-hmm. what does that say? That you're nasty. I mean, I think Randy Moss has a quote somewhere. Ah, dang, I hate using, like, Hall of Famers to compare rookies, but no, it's, it's mean, a name people recognize. The thing is, though, you're not really comparing him. You're just recognizing. Ran- if Randy Moss was talking about DK, he's recognizing his greatness and mm-hmm. saying, look. No, I think Randy said, like, his rookie year, he kn- he knew, like, two routes. Oh. Two or three. Okay. Maybe he's, like, exaggerating a little bit, but, I mean, it I believe It wouldn't be surprising. Him. I mean, when you watch his tape, he got better. When he first came in there, you, his first highlights are him running by, by everybody. Uh, Yes. He's literally five yards ahead, and the ball drops, and he scores. And it's over. And then as he matured, if you type in career highlights, I bet you the first few minutes, he's just running by people. Yeah. And then the last few minutes, you're seeing double moves. You're seeing deep post patterns where he's – running straight at you, and then on a dime, he plants his right foot, goes over the middle, and now the corner is thinking, oh, it's over. And yeah. the ball drops. But them the first field. couple years in Minnesota, it was, hey, Randy, you're, go, just go. And if the Seahawks we'll want to do that, I don't see how that is bad. Granted, in practice, you'll work on the other routes. Correct. In the next three years, you want him to have a package of being able to do a double move. You want him to be able to stop and go. You want him to be able to go over the middle for a post or a post corner. There are – it's a there's a route tree. You know what this also reminds me of is – I think Richard Sherman, it was his last year, he got cooked during practice, oh, and that yeah. video went, went viral, and then Richard had a pretty good response to it. He was just like, you know, I think he equated uh, practice to essentially like a rough draft. You know, like we are working on things. This is our time to try things and fail at them and get better. Now, I don't think that was necessarily what DK wanted to do here. Yes, But, like, that is – this is his rough draft. This yes. He practices to, the rough draft. He's supposed to suck. Well, he's not supposed to, but if you do, Hi, let me rephrase it's, it. it's okay. You're supposed to struggle. We want As you a rookie, to, definitely. We want you to have errors. We want your hands to drop down because now we can go back and say, hey, DK. Don't do that. We need you to chop your hands. You have to sell it. If you want to send you on a double move, you didn't sell it. You literally have your hands to your ankles, and now you're supposed to explode out and go deep. The corners are going to sit there wait for you. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think I think Sherman's point about it being a rough draft is like That's something we should keep in mind. I think perfect. he wanted to say it he wanted to like uh use something that writers would understand. Because right? like my stories come out as a finished final product with multiple eyes on them, but I just I just started tweeting my rough drafts. Yeah. Like but even before I sent it to Steve. Right. Like I mean it would still be okay. It'd be fine. I don't suck. But it it's sometimes it's very different than what finally not very different. But it is I get what, it you is get what you're different. saying. Yeah. So I like people to keep that in mind because otherwise I wouldn't really care about talking about this video because it, otherwise it's just like a half viral type thing. But I think it – because there's going to be more videos. Oh, yeah. There's going to be more good, camp. more bad. There's going to be more everything. Yeah. You know, There's going to be drops. There's going to be hits. There's going to be people out of position. People, Your rookie's getting toasted. Your rookie's making great plays. Use it all to paint a bigger picture. Don't just – Oh man, look at that! Look at that great. Remember, I think Shaquille Griffin had like a pick against Russell in oh, practice yeah. last year. It or was Shaquem, Shaquem. Was it Shaquem? It was Shaquem. Yeah, he had one. He I thought Shaquille had one too. No, Shaquille had one as a rookie. Oh, he had okay. a pick six That's against Russell. Okay. Uh, but Shaquem had an interception last year against Russell in training camp, and I remember thinking, man, this guy's making plays. He forced a fumble, and then it was just like, nope. Yeah. You know, is it it because it's, it's, it's a piece of the picture. It's yeah. a puzzle piece. It's not the whole picture. Exactly. And Keep that's, that in mind with any video you see. And that's what we as journalists have to realize and fans watching highlights, and, or not highlights, watching clips from OTAs when there's not a soul on him, they got to realize this is the rough draft. It's going to be different with, from what you see now. In August, it's going to be a lot different. I bet you DK won't have his hands down by his side again in August. I bet you he'll chop his hands, and I'm willing to bet Russell will give him a better ball now he has to still catch it. Mm. <laughs> there are other intangibles that come into play, but based off of this right now, I love the the caption. By the way, DK Metcalf runner of route. See, Perfect. that's the other thing, right? I tweeted the video, assuming that the route looked just fine. Because and if you'll notice, once you you guys have probably picked up on this, but if you notice, I don't I don't tweet anything that would leave like a a bad look on a player. I don't tweet anything that would be like a bad look uh, on a coach, uh, because it just does it. It just doesn't help me really, I, to be honest. Like, I, I can write, I'll write it, but the tweeting of the video usually does doesn't me very little good. Like, even when I tweet plays, it'll be like, oh, this guy made this great catch or this guy made this great deflection. It'll really be, man, this Tyler Lockett dude sure does suck. Like, I rarely do that, right? So keep in mind, like, you, when you're like, oh, I've seen all I've seen the other videos of such and such, they look great. It's like, yeah, man, very few times are you going to see people. You know, posted videos of people getting torched or dropping stuff because the reporters really don't want to do that. And there's very few who are just going to be like, openly, like, yeah, man, look at this, unless they have some like beef. Like, whoever posted the Richard Sherman video probably had beef with Richard because he got toasted. You know, but it's rare that you see that. Like, I'd, if, I'd have, if I'd have thought, man, this, this route by DK sucks, I would probably wouldn't have posted it. And to the be thing honest. was, you were probably blown away by his speed. You probably didn't see anything wrong with the comeback. but I then just, after I nothing of it, bro. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't hit you until later. Yeah, well. Because yeah, my first instinct, I didn't think it was bad either. But then after we sat down and discussed it, his hands are dropped. He does have to come back to the ball way more than seven yards. Not too good. But, again, I do believe Russ has some blame for it. Got to get the ball to D.K. I'm glad you mentioned that. No one <laughs> did mention. Yeah. Now when Imagine people are listening to the podcast, they're going to go back and watch this and go, oh, yeah, that that ball was not great. And if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, go watch Drew Bies throw a pass. When his receiver turns, the ball's already on its way. There's not much time or room for error. Either you're going to expect it or you're going to get hit in the helmet. These guys are pros. They're going to go get it, expect it, catch. That's all I got. Yeah, that's all we needed. <laughs> we did. I, man, there's going to be so many more videos, and I can't caution people enough to be like, look. It's not everything. And, I mean, actually, I, I love route running. I've actually, I mean, if you guys are curious, you can just search my at name and type in Stefan Diggs or A.B. Julio because I've done breakdowns on their route running because I remember when, what was it, week one, Julio Jones had 10 catches, 11 ca- 10 or 11 catches for 170 yards, and he destroyed the Eagles. He was barbecuing them on routes. It was, he hit a post corner he had a double move to an out. I mean, he was just destroying him. And I do – I break down I break down the routes. And those are elite route runners. If you want to see really good route running, just search my name, type in A.B. Stephon Diggs as I break down the routes that they do because they are so elite. Yeah, they're probably the best. Uh, I would say Stephon Diggs is probably the best in the league. Thielen's up there. Keenan Allen's up there. Doug, Doug was gonna, up there. Antonio Brown is a better route runner than Stephon Diggs. Ooh, that's tough. I might it still not go tough. with Stephon Diggs. No. I'm Watch right. A.B. A.B.'s footwork is... That's a, cl- I, that's a close is, one. It is not close. It's close. When A.B. has three men guarding him and he still gets open, that tells you how elite his route running is. That he just fakes out three dudes that are supposed to stop him, and he still catches it. He, put he is nasty. He's probably one, there's probably one and two. That's what I would say. It's probably one and two. And if I had to put two, I might put OBJ behind him because OBJ is really cold with his I'd say those are probably the top three. And then... Well, we don't want to get into that, yeah. but... You guys get my point. Thielen's up there, yes. Keenan Allen, yes. Keenan Allen's a good, good route runner too. Mike Evans, Devont- I wouldn't have Mike Evans. I have Devontae Adams in there. Devontae Adams is cold. Doug. His dead Doug leg. Doug was top ten. His dead leg, Mike. <laughs> Oh boy! You saw that live. Oh my god! <laughs> but anyway, man, let's. We got more stuff to cover with these with these Seahawks, man. What's up, Mike? Okay. So I don't even think have we ever talked about Malik McDowell yes, on the podcast? Have. Yeah. We, remember we did a. It was a whole episode on what we thought might have happened after it happened. And okay. We, so right we, when the accident. Yes, we okay. had to we, we had to go for basically reportedly because we didn't even know. Because I remember you asked Pete Carroll anything. He was like, Ah, we don't know much. And you you literally said, Okay, well, thanks, I guess. Because you, you wanted to know what information the Seahawks had, and there was none at the time when the accident happened. Correct. I mean, there's still none. Well, it's, that like was two, two years, years ago. Later, yeah, nothing, two years later, yeah, there's yeah, still yeah, nothing. You, we literally did an episode on this situation. And and then we haven't talked about him since. Pretty much, because we didn't know anything. and We still don't. Still don't. But so yeah. <laughs> I, so I, I asked that because I want to run down a timeline of events for the most part. It's like an abbreviated version of it. All of you guys know, if you're listening to this, the Seahawks drafted Malik McDowell, 35th overall in 2017, traded back a few times. Got him. Actually, with the picks, they traded back. I think they end up getting Chris Carson and that Tedrick, Mike Tyson. Yes. I think uh, the one uh, more Delano person. Hill. Yeah, Delano, so, which is actually a good haul Uh, for Malik to then not pan out, right? At least you got some other guys, but so after that, you know, a few weeks after he gets drafted, maybe like a month or so, he has the reported ATV accident. That's really important here. No one's ever confirmed that he got hit I got hurt in an ATV, or riding an ATV on an ATV. How do? You, is it you on or in? You're riding on it. On well, an ATV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, yeah. yeah you ride on an ATV. <laughs> no one's ever confirmed that. I think like Ian Rapoport like, might have tweeted it, and I think Schefter might have too. But like the teams never confirmed that. Obviously Malik and his people have never confirmed that. Like uh, all the Seahawks uh, said was an automobile. That's what they said in their statement in August of like 2017, right? So it's allegedly that. Let's keep that in mind here because. This story is defined by what we do not know. We don't know anything, right? So Malik has the accident. Uh, it's unclear whether he's going to play as a rookie. It be, it's really up in the air till about August or November, right? He doesn't get declared like, all right, we, it's done, until like December of 2017. And then right after he's declared, uh, like, oh, Pete's like, nah, man. We ain't going to play him. It, it's over. He's too hurt. That's when he goes down to Atlanta and is drunk. Is, Drunk and gets arrested God outside of that club. That TMZ video. Oh, that video was so bad. That video was so bad. But anyway, he actually stays on the team. People may not have realized he's on the team all last year. Malik was on the roster. I probably wasn't getting paid, but you know, finally gets released uh, March, February after the combine. I remember it was, was after he the combine. The pup list, physically on yeah, yeah. One? He's just on some list where they don't have to think about you. I mean, <laughs> essentially, that's what it is. <laughs> uh, so he's finally released, uh, and his agent comes out at the owners' meeting. He's like, yeah, no, nah, he's good. Yeah, if you're, if you're a team, holla. That's basically what Drew Rosenhouse did. So he got a visit to Dallas. The Cowboys, uh, it's my understanding, the Cowboys are like, mm, we don't know if the medical checks out, essentially. That's uh, just you know me putting my ear to the streets here. Uh, and then it comes out that the Seahawks, this is the first reported by the Detroit News, that the Seahawks are actually suing Malik and trying to get their bread back, uh, roughly about $800,000 uh, in signing bonus. Because when you don't play, So this is, if you guys don't know, if you're a rookie, you sign a contract and the money you get right up front is your signing bonus, which is prorated over the four years of your rookie contract. And Malik's deal, according to the lawsuit, again, first reported by Detroit News, uh, Bob of the Seattle Times also has a good breakdown of this as well. There's also one in Yahoo Sports. That's that's really good. They paid it in three installments and then after the accident withheld the fourth installment. And long story short, the Seahawks basically like, look, we want all of our bread back, right? We want all of it. Uh, apparently there was uh, some beef with the NFLPA, some, ar- uh, some uh, arbitration hearings, long story short there. All right, Seahawks, you can try to get half of it back, right? So basically that that's how the math comes out to like $799,000 or whatever it is, plus interest. Chris, they want interest on this money. And I think this is in Yahoo, they want the interest and the coverage of their lawyer fees while they're suing him. We're looking at a million dollars, you guys. They want the bag from this kid, right? And then that came out sometime this week, Thursday or something like that. So Malik hops on the Twitter, which this is a clear indication of someone take his phone. Right. This reminds me of uh remember J- Jeremy Lane when he got the DUI and says, Man, I wasn't I wasn't drunk, I was more high than anything. Or when was he like, tweeted goodbye, Richard Sherman, and he wasn't supposed to do that. Richard clearly told everyone he was gonna get cut and said, Do not tell anyone. Jeremy tweeted it right away. Yeah, doesn't uh, follow directions. Uh, no, <laughs> someone someone, someone, take his phone. But Malik Hopps on Twitter, I believe this is yesterday or Saturday, whenever this was. My days are just off. 21 hours ago. Honestly, yeah. You're right. It's so, okay. so off. Hmm? He tweets, he's basically trying to clear his name, right, and say his side of the story, which he has never done. He had never spoken. Two years. Ever. <laughs> like, I talked to him once in the locker room. That was it. Seen him a couple times, talked to him once his rookie year. Uh, he basically tries to, like, uh, add validity to the claim that or basically he's trying to discredit the Seahawks, excuse me, by saying, Look, I was cleared. He tweets out the neurologist that cleared him and like throws out their credentials, like, Look, this guy is he's certified. This is a brain dude. Who's the doctor, Mike? Brain dude said I'm fine. Uh let's see, Jeffrey Kutcher, uh Doctor Samuel R. Browd of Seattle Children's. Like he, he throws out some yep, actual people who do this brain thing, essentially, for lack of a better term. Right. And then he tweets that the Seahawks had their own reasoning for not letting me play, but my head was not an issue, or was not issue. I, I'm trying to fix his grammar there. It's okay. It, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he says, at the end of the day, I was cleared by a well-respected neurologist, and that's, and that's that. Feel how you want to feel. Man, he needs periods and commas here, because this is just all run-ons. <laughs> Which is funny, because I think he tweets, yeah, never knew so many lawyers and grammar teachers followed me. Uh, that's kind of funny. But that's, that's Malik's version of it. Malika's saying, look, the Seahawks are lying. My head wasn't the problem. I've been cleared to play, which that's huge. That is a huge development here because that's – if you've really been following this like I have, the Seahawks have never said anything was wrong other than his head. Well, actually, excuse me. I think Pete mentioned that he did suffer a a few injuries like plural, plural, and that the head was like – he also had a really bad concussion. Right, and then so Pete, since then has always just kind of insinuated that look, the head is the issue. His head, he hit his head. His head hurts. Docs won't clear him. It's over. Malik is saying, no, 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 my head is fine. The Seahawks is out here lying. Chris, they beefing. Like this is beef. This is player team beef that teams usually avoid doing in the public. They don't want to beef about no signing bonus publicly. They don't want the player tweeting about. That you're lying about something medical, which is huge for teams to lie about. Like this is bigger than I think people realize. It is, and then they want the money back, man. He did all of it. He didn't play a single down. No, never made a train camp, and he just sat on the roster collecting. A check and remember, oh, he oh. was supposed to make how much, Mike? Yeah, You're right. They and cut th- it down to five grand. How much are you supposed to make? Thank you, you, you thank you. Yo, four hundred and sixty-five thousand dollars was his base salary based on the contract that he signed, slotted to him in 2017. They cut that to five bands a week, which comes out to, I believe, eighty-five thousand dollars total. Total. That's a good career nowadays. Before taxes, <laughs> no, he's getting taxed on that bread too. Oh, he's getting taxed on that bread. Yes, he told the cops in Atlanta that he pays their salary because he pays taxes. And one of the cops reminded him, "Hey, man, you pay taxes in Washington. We are officers in Atlanta, so you don't pay our taxes." Sit back. Mm. But oh, the, the video is great. I mean, it's bad, but it's, it's I, hilarious. I'm content. not invested in it, so <laughs> I don't really, you know, I can laugh. I can laugh at it. Yeah, thank you for mentioning that. Not only did they come back for all of his bread, they also cut his bread, which. Well, that is beef. That's stuff that they don't want us to know about. And they're letting that be known as like, look, man, we want all of our money back. And what that says is someone's lying. And to be honest, I'm not sure it's the Seahawks. And I hate it. I hate it has to be this guy, this kid. He's young. He got all the money and he probably used it, which sucks even more because it's not as if he has 800,000 just lying around ready to. Oh, I got you guys. Yeah, I don't know if he has that money. Well, and that's the other part of this that really spells beef, right? Because eight hundred thousand dollars, the whole signing bonus—I uh, forget how how much it was—but let's say this eight hundred thousand that they're suing suing him for, roughly, right? That's life changing money for Malik and everyone in his family. That is a drop in the bucket to a team like the Seahawks. Now you can argue, okay, cool, the Seahawks are owed that money because he did not play. The totally. signing bonus is with the assumption that you will perform for us. It's an exchange a of fact, services. You will be able to perform. It doesn't mean you just start. We just need you to be available right, to yeah, play. We and you weren't even that. <laughs> we are paying you for services. We did not get services, so we would like our payment back. It's a simple transaction. I understand that level of it, but it's one that teams def- typically do not go after because of the public backlash, right? And the Seahawks are probably feeling like, look, it's more than just like there was an accident and he didn't play. You That's breached, what I get you from you. You breach contract. He he. It sounds like this becomes more down to like a breach of this. There's some beef here that's gonna come out later. Like there's something else here. Someone lied to somebody. Someone was maybe ignoring some phone calls and texts for X amount of time. Someone just wasn't acting in good faith or something. Because to come after every cent of it, right? And then try to then then you want the interest on top of that, and you already cut his salary from the jump. That's more than just they're they're upset that he got in that accident. Maybe the Atlanta thing. Has something to do with that as well, and as that's fair. I mean, he acted out. Yeah, that's a really that's bad video. really oh, bad. That's bad. I mean, the Seahawks put their trust in you to do the right thing, and you go out, and you're doing all the wrong things. Yes, this was during the season, by the way. Yeah, this, this is while they were playing. Worse. I think at Jacksonville, like week thirteen or something. And he like was that. still back at home. Well, actually, he was supposed to be home, but he was in Atlanta for whatever reason. I think he had a he had a he, excuse me he had a paid club appearance. Okay, why? Are you and they had a discrepancy over his payment for the. I believe that's what I have to go back and look. That's I, not. That was, is that is that helping the Seahawks? Absolutely not. Uh no. You're no, supposed to not. be in Michigan getting healthy. That way they can use you and continue to pay you, and hopefully you actually play in 2018, which did not happen. No, that did not happen. He did it all the wrong way, all the wrong way. And I think even with that in mind, because that's probably what a lot of people would assume. Like, yeah, Mike, it's not that deep. Those things mean that they're upset with, with him. Everything we know about is, en- is enough for them to want to do, you know, to come after his bread like that. And I would say I agree to a point. I think that they're, to come after his bread like that the way they are and the risk of it being public and facing making it a thing now, because it's a thing now, right? The teams hate when something's a thing and they have to field questions about it because now I'm going to be on the Seahawks' butt about this for weeks. Like, I'm going to be on it. Right, and so is Bob, and so is Greg. You know that's gonna be a thing, Brady. So for them to be willing to do that, jump out the window and go collect bread that they ultimately do not need, eight hundred thousand bucks. Well, they're still paying John Ryan, <laughs> right? The, the, come on, even if it's even if it was a million dollars, they don't right? like they don't they don't even need the whole signing bonus. Like it's an L, but it's an L they can afford to take, bro. Teams take these type of. L's. But you know what it is, Mike? It's the principal. Is it the principality? Yeah, we're not gonna let a kid. Tell you not to do certain things. You go do it. You get hurt. We don't see you the whole year. Don't hear from you. We don't even know what really happened. And then we decide to waive you. Do you think that he told them what happened and it was the truth? If I had to put everything on it, I don't believe it. I don't think it is the truth. I think there's things that left out. And maybe the Seahawks now know the truth and they can't publicly and say see that's what I'm saying. I think something that we don't know is causing this level of beef. Yes, and it's not just the stuff we know. And Although that is beef worthy. And the thing is, it's serious. Saying okay, if you want to play that game, then guess what we're going to do? We're going to ask for our money back. All if you can't come out and say what you did and how you were wrong, fine. We're going to ask for eight hundred thousand dollars plus interest. Plus interest. How about a million and a half? Do You think that's reasonable? I don't know how the what the interest. We'd have to. I'd have to crunch some numbers. And see I just do a crazy number out there. But if it came up to over a million and a million. I wouldn't be surprised, but this is what happens. You breach your contract. You get in a reportedly ATV accident. Your whole face is damaged. Mm-hmm. You can't play. Doctors, Seahawks doctors won't clear you. They mm-hmm. don't believe you're going to ever play again at one point. His agent says he's cleared. Well, I'm waiting for a team to sign him because at this point he needs that. That way he can pay the Seahawks back. And and this is also, which is probably why Drew Rosenhaus was so open about that. At the owners meetings, when, quote, uh, uh, it's not a coincidence, all the teams are there right so you Maybe can lobby to all the teams he for probably your knew this was going to happen uh, oh no 100% he yeah. knew this was going to happen but it's not a coincidence he was lobbying for his for his client with oh, yeah. all the teams there hoping that someone would sign him it's like an it's, advertising it's for your tough client. do you want to take a guy that doesn't that breaches contracts he breaks his face you don't even know how and now you want to bring him on your S- team S- on your roster And teams would do that if the talent was there, which it probably is. But But I don't know. I think that we've learned enough about the NFL in recent years, especially when you have guys like, um, I mean, you can just take a guy like like Kaepernick, for example. I know the situations are hardly similar, but there is something that's similar in this way is that it's not always just about the stuff we know. Right? There's plenty. Like, we kind of know, we can uh, assume that there's stuff we didn't know about going on behind closed doors with Kaepernick, thus the the sealed records uh, that happened, like, in that lawsuit that they settled on, you know, the records were sealed. That's text, emails, whatever they found in the investigation to his, like, blackball claim, right? There's probably stuff going on behind closed doors that are leading to Malik not being signed. I don't think it's a matter, It's it's simply a matter of, oh, yeah, no, Malik's lying, he can't get cleared, uh, so that's why teams haven't signed them. We know it's not always just that there would be plenty of reasons why teams stay away from you Right, because what teams do when they're interested in someone They call your previous team Right They So probably the Seahawks may have I would guess maybe they do something like Ah oh, man, hey yeah, hey hey you New York Jets Yeah if you guys want him Man look, let me tell you brother how much time you got You know, and it's not just that uh yeah, our docs wouldn't clear It reminded me of draft day when they were asking about the quarterback Why don't you take him? Well, he lied on the test. We asked him if he read the study guide. Yeah, the Kevin Costner film was what you're referring yeah, to. And yeah, and he didn't, and at the back there was 20 bucks. Yeah. And if he had read it, he would have had $20. But he's like, yeah, I read it. And he was like, did you see what's at the end of the book? And he was like, yeah. What was at the end? Mentioned, he did not mention 20 bucks. And that goes down as like a character concern. And that is what... The Seahawks will remind other teams. Yeah, character-wise, I don't know if you can trust this guy. And we don't know if that's happening. And we do True. not. But by like the way, reportedly, uh, everything that's going on, this is all speculation. Yeah, and Mike and I are clueless on what's happening. Right, but I, I just know <laughs> from enough being around NFL people that teams are unwilling to do this type of stuff unless there is real beef. Yeah, because you know, teams are petty like it it the organizations like Ravens, Jets, Niners, those are logos, those are symbols and but they're not faceless, right? Like there's an owner and there's a GM and there's presidents and they all have lawyers and they have feelings and these are grown men with emotions and they don't like feeling wronged, spited, lied to, whatever. And when you throw those things in there, yeah, man, dudes act up. And yeah. I th- and I think I don't I don't know confidently. I'm I'm kind of I don't know, a lot of things in real time like everyone else, though I have been digging in this story for months, by the way. I don't think it's as simple as just everything we know is causing the reaction that we're seeing from the Seahawks. There's I think definitely There's definitely more. I think there's more to it, and I'm going to try. Figure it out. When you break the story, I'm going to try. A lot of people just, I've already emailed texts, called people, a lot of people who are just like, once you mention the name Malik, they're just like, I don't want to talk about it, Go this. away. <laughs> right. right. But that doesn't mean can't keep trying. But I think that there's way more to this, and we're going to figure it out. Yeah. Because, again, we don't even know if it was really an ATV. That's we reported. don't. It's, yeah. Reported. It is two years now. No police report on the accident or anything in the state of Maybe Michigan. Maybe we should just go out to Michigan, fly out there, and and become detective journalists. I thought about asking Steve about that, uh, to go out in Michigan. and I would need some more places to start right now. I got nothing. But. Like th- anyway, there's just a lot to this story. Start off with his friends on Twitter, see who he follows, hit him up. Can't give away the game, man. <laughs> <Can't> <laughs> the game. Anybody can do that. Don't hey. do that. Don't do what Chris <laughs> just said. Don't still do If you steal look, my idea, there's a, there's a difference. They don't have a blue check. He's not gonna even. He's not gonna even blink at that. That's true. You have the upper hand. That's you true. You slide in there like, hey. But yeah, that's true. That's fair. There's gonna be a lot. This this story is all about what we do not know, and I think I think it's unfair because a lot of people have already decided the team's in the wrong or Malik's in the wrong. You, know, oh yeah, most, split. you mostly people, people are thing. like Malik's in the wrong. He's an idiot, whatever. And I just don't think I don't think we have enough information to gather all that. I think he's done some bad things, but I think the only bad thing really that we know he did was the Atlanta thing. Yeah. Like, remember, it was an accident, quote unquote. Yeah. It when it accident. all comes out, yes, you can say A it was like, bad, like it's an accident, but it's still reported, and there's no. There's nothing there. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, like it's, it's an accident. People get in accidents. Yeah. Right. Even if you're but The just only th- thing is he wasn't supposed to be in such accident. Granted, if it's a car crash, why didn't you just say that from the beginning? But. Yeah. Seahawks feels, said automobile. It feels as if it's, it's deeper than that. We don't we don't know anything, though. We, we literally do not know. Yeah. Anything. But if it's an accident like some. I don't know, man. Just, it, there's no way there is a way. But like, I, I think it's really unlikely they're beefing this hard over just kid did, got in an accident. And messed up his career. Like, he messed up his career on purpose. Like, no, man. He wanted to play. Yeah. He wants to play. Yeah, he still does. I, I know mean, he wanted to play his whole rookie year.
1: Yeah, you he, know, couldn't. So
0: he still wants to play now. So, like, I, I, they're treating it as if, like, dude just tried to, like, to intentionally tried to rob them of some bread. It's like, no, man. He signed it with an intention of playing. He wants to play even after the accident. So He made a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> as simple as that. We don't uh, know what the mistake was, but he made one, and... And this the Seah- and the Seahawks are trying to recoup. Yeah, which is I mean I don't I can't blame the Seahawks, which they're going to do by the way they're going to win. Uh, a question: They're going to take all that bread, and it's going to probably ruin the kid's life. Which, Hopefully, which he find a team that would be nice. Uh, yeah, because uh now he needs the bread. Yes, now he definitely needs the bread. I want to I want to move on to one more thing. Before before we get out of here, because it's one of my favorite topics of the oh, this topic days. is just oh, shout out to Ben Baldwin. Uh, yes, we gave a lot of shout outs today, and as we should, because people are doing some great work and they should be celebrated. Uh, it's it's a it's a discussion of analytics to an extent, I which think I love. Why Charles Barkley doing. doesn't give a damn about these analytics? That's because Chuck don't know nothing. <laughs> <man>. That's just <laughs> he do, but he don't. Like <laughs> he, he's not full on in like Stephen A. range where his job is to just be entertaining. Whether you were actually saying anything insightful, because Stephen A. has hit that clearly you're talking about Hunter Henry and stuff like that like once you get there it's like dude you just don't know what you're talking about now you're just you're talking about dudes that ain't even on the damn team you're talking <laughs> about dudes that ain't even in the league right like chuck's not fully there uh, but he he's getting there Analytics are important and they matter, and I bring them up because Ben Baldwin of the Athletic, our guy, he has uh, a piece about the rule of fifty-three that the Seahawks operate under, and a lot of other teams oh do something boy. similar. Yeah. If uh, you haven't read it, keep up the headline on that, so I can plug that properly, please. Yes, I got you. Uh, ben just dropped the piece, I believe, on on Friday. It's not adding up, Brian Schottenheimer's rule of fifty-three. That's the headline. Not adding up, Brian Schottenheimer's rule of fifty-three, and uh, the Seahawks operate with this rule that. Uh, if you run the ball The combination of runs, run attempts And pass oh, completions yes. When they add up to 53 uh, Or greater But like 53 is their target number That you're more like You're more likely than not to win a game Right, and Ben dove into just like The math of all that, like where stuff like th- Where they get the 53 number from You know, I think Tom Cable thought it was 50 uh, Someone else decided A different number since uh, Since then basically the seahawks have that like thought in place they've done some math to figure out that that increases the likelihood of winning a combination of those run attempts and pass completions uh to get to 53 they've thought this for years and ben just basically broke down man that's all based on bad math (laughs) and it's just misguided like chris is this not just one of the greater just like uh myth busting pieces that ben is at it is and it's really weird that coaches would even go by a number how about you go with Go with what the defense gives you. Well, you I, don't c- I can understand balance. Because they're basically just trying to find balance. But at the same time, you have to go out there and see what the defense is giving you. If they're playing quarter of the whole game, they got seven DBs on the field, that's when you run the ball. They're not ready for it. Mm-hmm. If they're matched up in a pass defense, run it. I mean, there's things that you can do. You don't have to literally say, you know what, Mike? I think that if we can get a total of fifty three pass completions and run attempts, we give our chance the best chance to win with mm. Russell Wilson. Mm. No. If Russ throws thirty times, I think you're gonna throw up some touchdowns. Yeah, and I think part of what uh part of what Ben broke down in like his myth busting piece, which he does, he's he does a lot of myth busting, is that one that the fit number fifty three is no more significant than like fifty four or something ben like that. Myth buster bald one. Mythbuster, Baldwin. myth-buster. Well, I need to let him know that's his nickname now. That is amazing. Like he breaks. T- one of the things is like, look, fifty three is just an arbitrary number. It's like why, why fifty three? Why not fifty two? Why not fifty four? <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> I just, just wanted to say that to you. <laughs> he just threw me off there. <laughs> but like Ben, bre- Ben like figured that out. He cited some other people too. Like Ben didn't just dis- rediscover the wheel here. But you know, he bre- break down that part. Like look, fifty three. It doesn't have to be fifty three, right? And there's just no. There's no spike in win percentage you know over the years, maybe I think he goes back to the last like ten years when teams get to fifty three you know or higher right, like you get to f- sixty or whatever there's no like spike the line he actually has a line graph in the story where it's just like no it's it's a prettier like uh like linear growth you know and it does there's no spike huge one way or another once you get to fifty or fifty three like it goes up, but there's not like a spike that suggests hey once you get to fifty five or fifty three or fifty seven Oh, yeah, you you start winning a lot more. It's just, you know, yeah, if you are completing more passes and running the ball when you are ahead in the fourth quarter, which a lot of teams do, then you're going to win games, right? It has nothing really to do with, like, some arbitrary combination of pass completions and rushing attempts. And I bring that article up in analytics because, Chris, is it not kind of troubling that their offense is, like, low-key built on not only an antiquated version of success, which is, like, our anth- antiquated uh, metho- methodology for success which is run it down their throats set up to play action and then throw it over their heads which we know doesn't really correlate it means, means nothing man <laughs> not only are they doing that <laughs> they also have this other thing that's built on bad math like sh- why is shoddy still here <laughs> I mean all I'll say is who was in the Super Bowl last season Mike the well definitely the Patriots who else was oh the, the Rams, Rams the Rams okay let's be real here they were two of the best throwing teams in the league do you think Sean McVay and Matt Patricia, not Matt Patricia. Who's the offense? Was it Bill Belichick, offensive coordinator? Oh, the offense. I don't know. Is Josh McDaniel still their OC over there? I think. Whoever it was. Do you think they're sitting there saying, all right, guys, we gotta get to 53 today? No. They're saying, Tom Brady, throw the ball. Jared Goff, throw the ball. We want points. Oh, we're running now. There is no, there is no, I don't think there's any evidence that they have a set number of pass completions and running. And rushing attempts, they have that they say gives us the best chance to win a football. Yeah, I'm not game. sure if the pitchers of the Rams I don't think have that. they do. I, I haven't th- seen it, but they could. They could. I don't but know. I would, I would, highly doubt they do. Mm-hmm. I think they say we have the best quarterback. We're going to throw the ball. We're going to protect you, Tom Brady. We're mm-hmm. going to allow you to dissect the defense, Jared Goff. We're going to allow you to dissect the defense. If you can. <laughs> yeah, we don't know if Jared's <laughs> as good at that as Tom but is. But we're going to give you the chance to do that. We have trick plays. We have set plays. Granted, if they had Deceptive Speed, Mr. Cooper Cup, things might have looked a little different. By the way, he's uh, coming. A little bit. By I think the they still lose that game, by the way. Probably. By the way, he's coming back, and I, I'm expecting big things from the young fellow. From, from Deceptive Speed? From Deceptive Speed. But that's what other teams do. The Eagles, another team that throws the ball a little bit. Well, I think that what, the good th- what those good teams do, like the – Especially the Patriots, they adjust based on, like, opponent. And that was my remember, – remember earlier when I said what – oh, I'm trying to remember exactly what I said. I said you take what the defense gives you. Yeah. And that goes to adjustments. If the defense isn't a nickel, you know, we might try to run the ball here. They got a got couple, couple little guys out there. Let's bring in our heavy package. Now the mm. defense has to adjust. They go 4-3. They got linebackers on our wide receivers. Audible it. Now we pass the ball. Those are things you do. You don't just go out there thinking, okay, this is the number, guys, 53 Got to mm-hmm. get those pass completions and rush attempts. We We do that. There's more that goes into it, like yes. trying to get that. They still have like a game plan based on oh, yeah. what the other I'm team does well. I'm not saying they go in there and put a 53 and they just go for it. Yeah, no matter how they get there. Yeah. But, I mean, for the most part, they really don't care how they get there. But I just think that we've, we've learned. We keep learning over time why, you know, what Pete and Brian Schottenheimer believe is not going to win a Super Bowl. I think we keep getting more and more evidence of that when they won the super bowl it was all about the defense Th- they and were they were combining a bunch of legendary elements now that we that we <laughs> d- for real though when you look yeah. back at super bowl it wasn't just because hey they had a good defense and they had a good run game no, they had the best, best running back in the league for a stretch, and, and the they had one of the best defenses ever. of all time. Yes. Not just the best defense, because right, the Jets had the best defense in the league for a couple years, and Mark Sanchez didn't win a damn thing. <laughs> and they ran the ball just fine then, too. <laughs> ran it great, better than anyone in the league. Had great defense and didn't win a damn thing. Yeah, that Bart Scott defensive uh, uh, linebacker. Their defense was nasty. That's Curtis Revis, Martin, I believe, was on his last leg. Hey, Revis Island. There you That's go. That's what was making things go. And then I think Thomas Jones was their running back. Uh, I don't I even remember Danian Tomlinson was on the team I believe too but my point is that it wasn't just that they had those things it was that they had a little bit of luck right because if she needs to win a championship right winning, they had no business uh, winning the NFC title game in 2014 over the Packers no business luckiest thing I've ever seen but they had an all-time great defense and an all-time great running back probably the last like true bell cow we'll ever see is Marshawn Lynch like we'll see what happens with Ezekiel Elliott and, uh, but like for the most part that's the last true bell cow I think we'll ever see right I don't think it was just like they were running really well and had a really good defense no man they, they had some all-time great elements there they're never gonna find another Earl Thomas they're gonna find another Cam chance in the fifth round maybe you will in like the first round not in the fifth which is where all the value was in that pick so I think like when they were winning I don't think that Pete is, is essentially just rebuilding that. I think he's he's building something with Brian Schottenheimer that is not going to beat the elite teams in this league consistently. You're not, not going to beat the Patriots with this philosophy. I think they, you have to game plan differently. You'd have to scrap your 53, and you have to go and see what the defense is giving you. you and, have, that's how you have to play the game. And get rid of the run to win, which Ben also addressed. You run when you're up. That is shown. Yeah, the you, Patriots were running the ball when they were up. <laughs> you either run when it's up or you run when the defense indicates that it's advantageous to do so. They're they're in a niggle. They're in quarters. Yeah. There's more DBs Whatever. on the field. Yeah, <laughs> however, it, however it's working, right? And it's still better to be good at running than to be bad at running. Like, you still need to be able to do so. By the way, we are not saying do not run the ball or it's not relevant. All we are saying is there's got to be a balance. you got to be able to do both. Right, and I think that's just a priority list, right? I was arguing with some homies over the weekend about, like, The the values of like analytics People hate analytics Right It's just like No man It's just telling you What to prioritize Based on this Like you still need to consider Other factors And consider like You know Personalities and whatever And game plan Week to week But like If you're gonna build a team In the NFL in 2019 You should start with Your passing offense You should try to build The best passing offense you can That's what the Seahawks I believe got Russell Wilson So you start with (laughs) a quarterback And you start with people To protect the quarterback Then you start with people Then you continue with people To catch the ball From the quarterback, and then what you should do if you're building a defense, you should start with your passing defense. You start with defensive backs to prevent them from throwing it, and then work to uh, a defensive lineman to work work on him not being able to get the ball out of his hands. You know that's what stuff like analytics mixed with some other stuff, film, as well as telling you not just run the air raid. I think people hear like analytics as pertains to especially Ben and people in the Seahawks world and think that they want, like, the air raid with with seventh-round picks as all the running backs. like Nah, man. It's just telling you what to prioritize and what is actually based on bad math and what is not. This is bad math here? All these bad dudes, they got bad math? Or all these grown dudes have been in the league? How long has Pete Carroll been around the NFL? Ten-plus years? Since the 1800s? Oh, you're funny as hell. I think he coached against (laughs) Jesus. Like, for real, man. Pete's so old. It's just like, this is old man tendencies right here. just really is and i don't think that i bring it up in this like discussion because i don't think it's i don't think you beat the rams if this is how you get down i think the rams are only going to keep getting better and smarter and i think teams like the chiefs are only going to get better and smarter teams like the chargers are only going to get better and smarter teams like the saints are going to get better and smarter. thank you for mentioning the chiefs another team they throw the ball 40 times and they beat teams by 30 (laughs) <laughs> Will also and then they do it without like compromising. Like look at the teams we're naming. They all have good run games too. Yeah, it's not that's, as if they just throw the ball and that's not, it. Yeah, that the Bucks were doing that. And it was bad. The the Bucks The oh, Bucks, are, Bay, the Bucks sure are running they're... the air raid with Ryan Fitzpatrick and James Winston. Yeah, they and lost points. a lot of games. And they sure did. And got their coach fired. Yep, like, yep. <laughs> there's, there's some reasons that that didn't work. I don't think the Cliff Kingsbury thing is going to work. If he's going to come in and run an air raid in Arizona, the air raid will not work in the NFL. If I want to give the ball to David Johnson. Perhaps. Yes, you're still going to need balance like Pete Carroll has always preached since 2010 when he got here. You do need balance. But what you don't need to do is pound the rock, you know, have these body blows, wear the the uh, defense down in the first quarter, set up to play action in the fourth quarter. You don't need that. You know. You really don't. <sighs> what? Thanos yeah. has a great coat. Perfectly balanced as all things should be. I hope they remember you. He's holding this this little piece. It's like a blade. Oh, we're, av- we're in Avengers now because I was confused for a second. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said Thanos. Thanos, quote, I got to actually find it. I don't remember exactly where we were, but. He's he's literally holding a a blade in his hand. He's talking to his daughter. She's at this time she's like a baby. Her name is Gamora the Green. Oh, okay. I got Chumby him, But he's holding the two, the blade in his hand and he's balancing it. You tilt it one side, oh it leans and falls over. You tilt it to the other side, leans and fall over. But if you hold it right here, center mass, it's perfectly balanced. That's how the game of football should be played. Perfectly balanced. Not too much running. Not too much passing. It's got to be perfectly balanced mm. to give your chance the opportunity to win a Super Bowl. Mm. And it's just analytics has been telling us which one to prioritize. Like, you're not. Don't build your team around just like an, an expensive running back who you give like 30 carries to. It's like, nah, man, you should start with your passing offense. Still have a good running back. But yes. that that doesn't mean you need to be paying one 12 or 15 million dollars a year, which is like, I don't think that the Cowboys should pay Ezekiel Elliott. I don't. Yeah. I think you maybe just tag him, draft another one and keep going. For real. That's how it should be done. Uh, Yes, it sucks for the running backs, but I think that's how you should do it. And this is just another example of why I think the Seahawks still have – I don't think they'll win the Super Bowl uh, operating like this because it it caps, I think, their potential on offense. I think when you have someone like Russell Wilson, you're capping what he can do with this, like, uh, let's, let's run to win and throw if we need to. And the guy we need to throw, if we do, we need him to do it. He's good at it. Nah man, I think you should maximize. There's no reason to think that Russell Wilson can't have a year like Patrick Mahomes just had. I mean, there's shoot. There's zero reason to think that for me to think he can't do that. Huh? I still think he's better than Patrick Mahomes. No, he is. I firmly believe. I him. remember I think last season though Patrick Mahomes had a better year. But overall, if we were yeah. if we were to say the overall who's better, it's Russell Wilson. Yeah. But last year, yes, Patrick Mahomes had a better year. But I don't I, think anyone's ever had a better year than Patrick Mahomes just had, to be quite honest. Eh, Peyton, Peyton Manning Peyton Manning had a good year What in that 2013 was, That was really good uh, And I think and uh, He threw 60 touchdowns And like 10 interceptions Tom Brady In 20, uh, 2007 Had a really good Maybe year too touchdowns but there's, yeah. there's, been, there's been some good years But I think but That was by our rookie A t- second year player That's, That was incredible Yeah And in his first year as a starter So yeah. I think Patrick Mahomes Is probably As is, is, is impressive as ever But I still think Russell's better than him Yeah Right And yeah. I I think he. Okay going to I think he's significantly better How about this Before we get out of here if Russ is on that Chiefs, do they win the Super Bowl, or do they? Excuse me, do they beat the Patriots? If Russell, if so, if you just flip the two, or you just, just specifically asking about the Chiefs? Just nope, you flip the two. Russell is over with the Chiefs. I think the the I the, think Russell. Had I think the business. Seahawks still probably win about the same number of games, but, but I think Russ is able. To but beat. I think the I think the, the the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, and I think that's what I'm saying. You think they would beat the Patriots head to the Super Bowl? Yes, they would have. They would have. That tells you how great Russell is. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, I think Russell's better. Than no th- discredit who to was, Patrick who, Mahomes. Before we get out of here, who did that stupid list on, the, on, the, on ESPN? Let's, let's not discuss this. I, was that Hasselback? It was Dilfer? Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. Here we go. I, I, didn't, s- want, I didn't want. to talk about this. I'm sorry, it. Trent. I'm sorry, Hasselback. I do not want to. Do that you was guys terrible. There. Yeah, that was bad. Russell's better than Pat. Russell's wasn't even. He's only not better than Drew and Tom. That's it. That's it. That Drew, Tom, Russ. Russell's right there. Rogers. Matt Ryan right there. Uh, I think I got Matt Ryan right there. So, Jesus. Matt Ryan is up here. He's up. The, he's on the charts. Wow. He's good. Matt's good. Phillip Rivers right there, too. And that man is about to play through. he's 50. He don't care. So is Drew and Tom, right? And he's going to keep having kids. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the man has a starting five, three <laughs> off the bench. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> trying to pull the whole offense <laughs> with him and his wife. <laughs> Jesus Christ, they be getting busy. Literally. Oh, maybe it's time Christ. for a hot take before we get out of here, Mike. I think I just gave you one I think people really think that's crazy That if Russell Wilson was on the Chiefs The Chiefs would have won the Super Bowl I firmly believe that That's your hot take He is better I don't think it's not even I think We know he's better Pat had a better year Well I know he's better Which is fine Russ has been consistent over time And he's proven to be just as If Russ has proven that If he threw at that volume I think I think he would be just as good Wasn't he a pitcher? No, no, no. He was a baseball player. He was very good. He was like second base. But oh. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying that, like, if you, threw, if you, if that's a great question, you yeah, there. If Russell was on the Chiefs, they would win a Super Bowl. I concur. They definitely. Man, you, you given Russ, t- Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill, and Kareem Hunt. I guess they didn't have Kareem at the they, end. They but, might set the record and win every game. Go nineteen and zero. I mean, they had really bad 20 defense and 0. too, though. But I think, I think Russell would have beat. I mean, beat them. Russell has had a battle line, and he. Makes it right, amazing. yeah. See, give <laughs> him the O line, that type of uh, innovative coach like Andy Reid. Bro, come on, man. Andy's gonna have him doing all. gonna <laughs> do a flea flicker? <laughs> they would have for real won the Super Bowl. Like I, I think, if that's a hot take, let's roll with that because I firmly believe that. There <laughs> it is to <laughs> another episode of Seahawks Man to Man. We want to thank you guys for listening. Be sure to follow Mike on Twitter at I'm I'm verified, bro. Use me. You can follow me on Twitter at c k i d d two zero six. I'm 206 Be sure to tell a friend about the podcast. Rate review on iTunes. I think that's it, man. Uh, that is. We're gonna get Chris the blue chat <laughs> We out, y'all.